0: Welcome to the Do It For The Process podcast. I'm your host, Emily Jeffords, artist, mother, and educator. Welcome to my studio and to my very first podcast. Finally, a podcast for creatives and for artists and those who are creatively curious. I founded the hashtag Do It For The Process years ago out of a very deep and very personal need for creative sustainability. I was feeling overwhelmed, burnt out, longing for something deeper in my creative work. Maybe you can relate. This mantra and revelation has since inspired my practice and my business and that of thousands of other creatives. In this podcast, I hope to hold a conversation with you. I hope to treat you like a friend. I will cheer you on. I will encourage you. I will drop some major wisdom all over your business and I hope to inspire you in your creative work. So with all that in mind, no pressure, Emily, come on into my studio, pull up a chair, and let's do some good work together. Today's episode covers some very personal and rather deep topics, things like overcoming fear, Embracing the bravery needed to share your work and journey, especially online, my personal journey from starving artist to six-figure business owner, and the power of small, consistent steps, all leading towards progress. We're going to begin with our first letter from a listener. She writes, hello, Emily. I'm a recent college graduate and feeling a bit lost in this perfect online world. My work is evolving, and I feel weird sharing it, knowing that I'll be in a very different place as my work progresses. Can you share a little bit about your early years? How did you get the courage to dive in and call yourself a pro? Much love, the bashful newbie. Hello, the bashful newbie. P.S. Love the name. Thank you for your letter, and thank you for your honesty, your transparency, first of all, you are absolutely not alone in your feelings. Every artist can remember these days perfectly. I most certainly can. It's a beautiful stage because you're right. You can transform into literally anything. You can evolve. Your work will progress. Your work will become better. It will become more professional, more polished, and more of you as you practice and as you continue this journey, which is so exciting and such a beautiful a beautiful knowledge um, to know that we're all on this path of improvement and of betterment. I also love hearing in the subtext of your letter that you are listening to your intuition and you are waiting for the moment when sharing your work online feels like the right thing to do. It seems like right now you're hesitating because of some comparison or some fear, but what I think at the root of all of that is wanting to protect your work, which is a beautiful uh, responsibility of every artist. Protecting your work, sheltering it from um, from negativity that's going to inform future work. You know, you never want to create out of fear or out of a negative mindset. And if sharing your work online is going to lead to negative mindsets, then you should proceed with caution. You know, you should protect it. I want to help you get through that. Um, And I think one way I can do that is is to share my story like you asked, which I I love. Thank you for asking. It's it's an honor to share my story. So let me start at the beginning. I graduated from art school um, a long, long time ago. (laughs) My first studio practiced Practice was established after my oldest daughter was born, so nearly 10 years ago now. I don't know why I thought that was the perfect time to begin a painting a day project. Honestly, I do know why. She was a great baby. She slept so well, she was so easy, and I found myself needing a little bit of a challenge. I wanted to practice those artistic muscles that I had, you know, mastered so well in art school. Um, And I needed to bring in some income for our family. We were living on a very low income budget and surviving on next to nothing magically at times um, by the grace of God at other times. So I began painting. It's what I've always done. It's what I'm best at. Um, I really wanted to stay home with my daughter. And this was the way that I could do that. So while extremely challenging, the practice of doing a painting a day was so transformative, both for my evolution as an artist and as a painter, and for my evolution as a businesswoman, I began the painting a day practice as a hobbyist, enjoying, you know, the painting process, enjoying the creative process. But it's hard to remain a hobbyist when you begin selling your work. And that was my goal for this project, obviously. So I did the painting, I did the writing, the photography, the editing, I took commissions, all the marketing, blogging, listing, selling, shipping, customer service. This was all happening every single day of of this painting a day process, which I believe that I kept up for 180 something days. So I definitely took a crash course in professional artist 101 and while doing so, became really comfortable putting my artwork on the internet Which, to be fair, was much smaller back then. There was no Instagram, there was no Pinterest, there was a tiny little baby Facebook that had my dearest and nearest friends on it, and that was it. So my blog was my main means of connecting to the outside world, and my Etsy account, I joined Etsy in 2007 early 2008, possibly. Um, This project happened in 2010. Uh, If you go to my website, emilyjeffords.com forward slash bio, there is a link in that that I am going to regret telling you about because it is absolutely hideous. But if it will encourage you, please visit my very first website. It is horrendously ugly. I'm going to stop talking about it now because the more airtime I give it, the more visitors are going to go to it. And I'm just so... I cringe. I just cringe. But i it may be encouraging to see the journey because my gosh, it's dramatic. Um, okay. So back to my story. Uh, I did go to art school. I did major in two-dimensional fine art with a focus on painting. I spent four level years painting and drawing and experimenting with all of the mediums and I really found myself creatively in that space although I have evolved a million percent since then as you'll see when you visit my first website but you know what I did not learn in art school? I did not learn how to not starve I did not learn how to be a professional artist. I learned how to paint. I learned how to create. I learned how to have a show at the art school that I went to and nowhere else. I literally received no advice or instruction on what to do after graduation. I had no idea how to set up a business or how to accept payment from anybody or what a gallery relationship looked like or how to find any collectors that weren't my mother. Thank you, mother, I love you. Uh, I stepped out of college with with a lot of creative inspiration and a lot of technical skill, but with no ability of how to practice my degree in the real world. I have a feeling that you're quietly nodding your head in the corner of your studio because you can probably relate to this experience. Oh, art school. I love it. I love it. Um, I digress. Okay, back to the topic at hand. I began my creative practice with with my first baby on my knee, literally. Um, Before she was born, I was working at a minimum wage job. I got pregnant. I was so ill during my pregnancy that I wasn't fired, but I was just not being scheduled anymore. So... I'll leave it at that. This is a really, really hard time for me and my husband. We were living on a minimum wage job. Just over minimum wage. We were were literally barely making it and I absolutely don't want this to be a sob story, but I do want you to know that if you feel overwhelmed by your financial state, please know, I understand I understand so well. My husband and I got married in 2008 during the recession. It was a beautiful time to be young, broke, and in love because that's exactly what we were. I, I don't want this to be a sob story, but but please know that we were so poor. If we wanted to spend $20, we had to call each other first to make sure that we had $20 to spend. That is in no way an exaggeration. That was just our reality. And you know what? we were happy. So my creative practice was born out of this very humble, very um, close to home mentality. You know, we didn't go out to eat very often. We didn't we didn't really go out at all. actually. My husband worked um, retail and at Starbucks. I had recently gotten, you know, not let go, but never, (laughs) never uh, scheduled for my retail job. And that's where I began painting. I just, you know, what else could I, like, what could I lose? There was literally only things to be gained, only goodness to be had for my creative practice. Thankfully, my startup costs were very small. I had paints left over from college. I had surfaces to paint on that were gifted by my grandfather. I used to paint on wood. Um, I had leftover canvases from college. So I, I had everything I needed to begin. I had a, a camera, which if you go to my first website, you will see it was not adequate. But it worked, you know, it, it absolutely worked. And I just began. I painted um, I would photograph the paintings in the evening. Horrible idea, by the way. Do not do that. We'll talk about how to photograph artwork and share it effectively in a later episode. But you know what? This is what I did. Um, and then I would post the the paintings to my blog and my Etsy shop and sell them. Oh, and I I did sell them. Also, P.S. I sold them because they were so cheap. Nobody could say no. It was another another no no that we'll talk about in this podcast. But the biggest reward I got out of this entire process was a kick in the pants. I began selling my work. I began publishing my work publicly on the internet daily. I began showing up saying I am an artist. I told my friends, I told my my acquaintances, they told their acquaintances and friends. And the internet has this beautiful way of taking your humble offerings, elevating them, making them beautiful, making them special, and it gives your audience a place to celebrate with you. So I would recommend Dear Bashful Newbie, that instead of being afraid of the criticism of the online world and, and matching up to its perfection, quote unquote perfection, I would encourage you to embrace this platform and this community and the followers and, and visitors that you have and know that they want to cheer for you. They want to support you. They want to celebrate your creativity because what you're doing is beautiful and what you're doing is brave and what you're doing is good and the world needs more beauty and bravery and goodness. So instead of anticipating criticism, anticipate applause. Anticipate words of of affirmation and of goodwill. Especially if you put your work out there as a journey. You know, you said in your letter that you know that your work is going to evolve and you know that it's going to look very different in a few years. That's so true. It absolutely will. All of our work will. My work will. Picasso's work evolved. Monet's work evolved. Everybody's work evolves. That's part of the beautiful journey of being an artist. And I think it's a gift to let your audience see your work now as it currently lives and breathes in the world because people love following a journey they love following a story they love being the first to discover something which you're giving a whole new audience a chance to discover your work first to collect your early pieces to collect the you know the original I don't know your name um bashful newbie but to collect the original bashful newbie artwork so if you feel brave enough and I hope that you do share it with them and, and share it as a moment in the journey. And as, as part of your story, not the finished masterpiece, because honestly, when you create your masterpiece, are you going to be brave enough to share that? Because it will be so precious and so good and so pure and so, and so beautiful. You may not even want to share that work either and on the flip side of that conversation, when you create your masterpiece, you're done. Everything else from there is downhill, you know? I hope that I never create my best work because when I do, I have nothing else to say. I have nothing else to do. No artwork is about being the best or being your peak or being your, your most celebrated work. That's not what it's about for you as the artist. For you as the artist, it's about the journey and it's about sharing the work from where you are now to where you want to see it within, you know, one hour, 10 hours, however long the painting takes you to complete. And at the end of that journey that you've taken us on in that one painting alone, you've shown us something new. You've taught us something. You've expressed yourself in a new and beautiful way. So let every painting mark a moment along your journey, a moment on your path, and let your audience see that. Let them evolve with you. Let them let them transform because of your journey. You never know how your journey is going to affect someone else. You never know who is watching, who needs to see you being brave, because maybe that's their permission to be brave as well. As my creative journey went on, and as the internet evolved and social media became present in our lives for better for worse i began posting my work publicly on instagram specifically under the security blanket of another painting a day project i say security blanket because there's something really beautiful about giving yourself boundaries and letting your audience anticipate and cheer you on in this thing that you're doing which does take some bravery and does take some accountability. Now you don't necessarily have to do a painting a day project. That's not at all what I'm saying, but I do think it's a good idea to set up some boundaries and some structure. That way, when you are ready to post your work online, you have rules in which to do so. So for example, maybe every Tuesday you share a painting, maybe every Thursday you share a process photo or something surrounding the idea of a painting whatever it may be for you, but give yourself some boundaries to work within. That way you can create really beautiful online content without feeling any nerves or unsurety because you you just have your recipe and you just go with it. So as I was saying, I began sharing yet another painting a day process in 2013. Um, I now had two children. They were very young, (laughs) again, I don't know what I was thinking, but it was, it was actually another, another slightly desperate moment, um, in which I did this. We needed $3,000 to, um, move into a home. We were moving to a new city, to the city that we currently live in. And that transition just needed some cash behind it. You know how moves go. So anyways, we needed a little chunk of money. I had no way of getting it. I had two babies. My only skill sets were painting and, and making banana bread, I made really good banana bread. You know, I had other like you know business skills, but nothing that was readily hireable within the amount of time that I needed to be hired. So I used my skills I painted i I put my mission out into the world. I said, "Hey." here's the deal. We need to move into this new home. We need $3,000. I was so open and honest with my community, which wasn't large back then. I think I had about 500 followers on Instagram and, you know, a pretty robust Facebook community of friends who supported us and who were cheering for us in this transition and, you know, all that beautiful goodness. So I did a painting a day for a month um, after shipping fees, I made something like $3,200. My costs were very low. The canvases were about $5 each. Paints were nearly free and that was enough for us to move into our home. It was a massive blessing. I sold every single painting. I got commissions. I got, you know, a continuation of work from there on. And that was literally the start of my studio practice as you see it today. It has evolved a lot since then. Um, I don't do a painting a day anymore. I kind of wish I did every now and then. That's just, there's a lot of energy behind that kind of project. And it's actually a lot of fun. But my lifestyle now, my business now don't quite allow that. And I'm okay with it. It's okay. I do miss it though. Since then, I've begun offering prints, a lot of prints, actually, an entire print collection with almost 100 options. I began teaching and offering workshops and then offering glorious retreats to beautiful destinations like France and Spain and in my own studio in Greenville, South Carolina. I've had the massive honor of working with some really, really cool companies like West Elm, Anthropology um, Schoolhouse Electric. I can never think of these off the top of my head, but uh, (laughs) a beautiful list of really, really cool partnerships that I'm so proud of. I've been featured on so many blogs and websites. I don't even, I can't even count them, but you know, that's a great problem. Um, and honestly, this is all coming out of very small, very intentional steps consistently and daily over the past 10 years, beginning from that very first home studio with my very first baby, progressing to having two kids and the next painting a day project I took on, and then continuing just making smart choices day in and day out, being willing to show up, being willing to put my work in my journey online and in front of people every single day, every single week, and falling in love with that process. I love to talk about do it for the process as part of my creative practice, but it's absolutely also part of my business practice. I love the process of growth, of personal and professional growth, growing my creativity, growing my reach, growing the voice that my artwork gets to have in the world, growing the beauty that I hope that I create and allowing it to reach more people, and allowing it to speak for itself on a louder and broader platform. And that's what I would encourage you to do, dear letter writer. I would encourage you to put forth small efforts consistently. Put one foot in front of the other. Take tiny steps. Do things as it feels right and as it feels good. But don't let fear hold your beauty hostage. Don't let the supposed perfection that you see online keep your voice silent. Because oh, I can't wait to see your work. I really can't. Please, when you first publish your work, please tag me. Please let me see. I wanna be, I wanna be there to support the very first steps on your journey. It's gonna be great and so beautiful. As you progress in this process of sharing your work, getting the bravery and boldness needed to do so. It also might be helpful to have a plan with your business. So I mentioned having a plan with your Instagram account or your social media sharing in general, but you may find it helpful to have a strategy for where you want to progress throughout the year with your creative business. So for instance, January is a great time to lay foundational work, to begin building collections, to begin building inspiration for collections, February and March, great production months. So actual painting, actual building of work. A lot of artists begin releasing their first collections. Either as you have work available, you can sell the work or you can, you know, drop collections at a time. If you choose the collection model, a lot of artists choose to do their first collection drop in March or April, you know, whenever they have their first body built up. The summertime... It's it depends on the artist. Some artists prefer to take the summertime a little bit slower. Some prefer to use the light um that we have in the northern hemisphere, you know, the longer daylight hours, and really get a lot of work accomplished during that that wonderful gift of actual sunlight. So if that's you, then really lean into that and you know create a lot of great work. You can um, you know, have another collection launch in the summer, definitely the fall. A lot of artists spend the fall getting ready for Christmas, which I know sounds a little bit silly, but a lot of artists have such great sales at Christmas that it's worth investing time and energy and, and planning and strategy into the Christmas holiday time. For me, Christmas production begins in October. Uh, I'll have the planning and the supplies ordered and you know the materials needed planned out in July begin ordering and you know really strategizing in in August. September is when I hold one of my creative retreats, so that month is a little bit shot for me. I'm usually o- away for the whole month. October, Christmas planning begins so hardcore. I, I'm actually painting ornaments and having photo shoots and having all of this beautiful, this beautiful energy happening behind the scenes. And then in November, it actually launches, very exciting, whole website redesigned that month, a whole new collection drop. And then December, oh my gosh, December is just a crazy animal and it's beautiful and wonderful. So if that helps for you to have kind of a rhythm of a year you can work in in chunks of a month or of three months. But if having an objective and a goal to reach towards is helpful, then lean into that. You know, have something that your business is doing. It's evolving on its own. It's on its own calendar, separate from your your calendar, separate from your emotions, from your, um, you know, your highs and lows. It's, it's pretty funny, actually, especially in more market- driven times like the holidays the holidays are very market driven you know you have particular dates you have to open up your shopping you have to close the the online orders at a certain date my business basically runs itself I have the content planned out I have the release dates planned out I have the painting done or nearly done for any collection launches that we're offering I have the collection photographed I have print collections and print sale dates. All of these things are already planned out. I've done the planning for them in August or maybe even in July. And I'm on autopilot, which gives me such an emotional break because I can just roll with it. I can just let this thing happen. I know what's happening on which day. I can have an exhausted day or a grumpy day and my business is fine. It doesn't depend on my emotions. I love that. um, I love that freedom. And I try to have that happen all year round. Not to that extent exactly, but I try to have at least a few things pre-scheduled that I can pull in and I can post about or I can share about on a day when I'm just not feeling it. So that's a little trick for you. If you, if that helps to have some backup content or some you know pre-thought out things to share, you can detach a little bit. You can say this is my business speaking. This is my business showing its beauty while I am having a terrible day doing something you know unpleasant or feeling unpleasant or whatever it may be. Maybe you're just taking a break. That is beautiful. Take a break. You've earned it. So plan out some content and remember continual tiny baby steps, nothing dramatic. We're not taking any leaps. We're not running. We're not even speed walking like a grandmother. We are going nice and slow as it feels good to do so. Continually moving towards bolder, bigger acts of beauty. I hope this has been encouraging for all of you, but especially for my dear letter writer, Bashful newbie. Thank you all for tuning in. And if you'd like to be notified about next week's episode, be sure you click subscribe in your podcast app. This podcast was brought to you by Making Artwork, my brand new upcoming three-month course and community for artists and creatives who are wanting to grow their practice into a thriving, sustainable business. You can find out more at emilyjeffords.com forward slash making artwork. Enrollment will open quite soon, so stay tuned for more information. I cannot wait to share what I have in store. As always, I would love to hear from you. If you would like to send a letter to the podcast, visit emilyjeffords.com forward slash podcast. And of course, you can find me on Instagram at emily underscore jeffords take a screenshot of this podcast and share it with your followers i will be ever in your debt if you do all right guys that's a wrap on today i would like to leave you with a benediction but an artist's benediction because after all this show is for artists so may you be well may you create good work and may you always do it for the process Until next week, cheers!